Welcome to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the December issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled The Impact of Low Stocks to Use Ratio and the Ukraine-Russia Conflict on the Distillers to Corn Price Ratio. Discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Elliot Dennis, who's a livestock marketing and risk management economist at the University of Nebraska. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. Dr. Dennis, I found this article to be interesting, especially the chart that you put together looking at the long-term relationship between distillers' grains prices and corn, and then how that's varied over time and also where it is currently based on the just some of the current events we're seeing right now in the marketplace. Walk through with us some of the research you did in putting this together and and how might producers think about utilizing that information in light of current market conditions? Yeah, so there's obviously a lot of conversation, particularly in the winter months, about the price of distillers. And over this past year, we've had a lot more conversations in the summer months than we normally would just due to this uh, Russian-Ukraine conflict. And so uh, just was trying to paint a picture for producers to understand how the uh, price ratio really varies over time and recognize that when we're talking about the trade-offs between feeding corn or any type of corn, high moisture, steam flake, dry rolled, and distillers, we need to really be comparing apples to apples. And that's what we tried to do. And so we need to first off be comparing them on a dry matter basis and on a dollars per ton or dollars per bushel. And so when we do that, we basically take out all the effects of moisture and then we look at that price ratio. In particular, I looked at the distillers over corn price. And so when distillers price is more expensive, then we see that ratio go above one. And if it's below zero, that means distillers is priced cheaper on a dry matter basis relative to corn. And I really put this out to first, there's a couple things that the price increase that we've seen in 2022 is one of the smaller price increases, but it's very typical of the seasonal patterns. For example, we've had higher price spikes in 2014, 2015, 2018, 2019, definitely in 2020. And so actually put into context that the relative price increase that we've experienced in 2022 is is relatively low actually. And so just you know perspective is is a lot of th- a lot of things and uh, just looking at where we're at relative over time. I think also there's been a larger conversation about it just because of how how high corn was. Um, and so even at this high corn environment, uh, it actually is relatively cheaper to feed distillers grains relative to corn. Well, I think that's really interesting. Again, I think putting it in perspective, putting that price of corn, price of distillers grains relationship can sometimes, as you said, give perspective on really what's happening. Because as we think about what's happened with corn price over the last two years, Obviously, there's been some real drastic changes there as well. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, the corn environment this year in particular has been pretty volatile. If you look at the CME December corn contract, we were pretty much trading at current levels back in March. And then, of course, we had the Ukraine conflict that led to the summer spike uh, when it was extremely high for corn. And it's kind of since cooled down. In particular, when we look at corn, and the distillers recognize that there's, you know, several types of distillers grains. There's dried distillers, there's modified, and there's wet. And while they all come from the, the processing plant, 
they tend to operate in their own set of market conditions. Let's take just the, the dry distillers grains versus the modified versus the wet. The dry uh, has the ability to be transported long distances. And so it makes it competitive on the international export market. It also makes it less regionalized. So we can ship you know, dry distillers down to Texas, for instance. That modified and, and the wet market tend to be more regionally kind of isolated, generally within that 50 to 100 mile range. And so a lot of times we, we talk about the price of distillers uh, and that premium, but recognize that there's three different markets. And one of the conversations that I was getting relative to this is, you know, how often am I going to be paying this premium for, you know, above corn? And so we kind of put out this table and what it looked like since 2012 to now to really get out the effects of potentially impacts on de-oiling, what it was before this 2020 conflict or COVID and what has been really since post-2020. And what we see is that even for wet distillers is that in the last two years, the probability of paying a premium for wet distillers over corn is actually gone lower than we would have expected. It's about a 36% over the entire over this entire time frame, weekly data that you'd pay a premium. Now, obviously if you're going to buy wet in the winter months, it's going to be that's when most of that time you're going to pay for that premium. I have to admit, I when I looked at the data, it was a little bit surprising to me. And again, I think just your comment earlier, perspective is important. Again, sometimes we look at what's happening in the market and we need to adjust our our perspective. And I, I think your data does a nice job of doing that. One of the other things I think that jumps out to me is just this happened this year that I think is getting people's attention as well, especially as we think about the wet product, whether that's modified or wet, is the cost of transportation. I mean, I think we, you know, we're always comparing that to dry. And so when we look at the price of diesel fuel, the price of delivering product, uh, that's had an impact as well. Yeah, the... That's obviously a, a large issue this year, more so than than we'd expect. And I think that has the the larger impact upon the dried market than the wet market, just because when we think about the the ability to transport that, as that price for transportation goes up, it tends to regionalize production more or concentrate that product just because it's that price difference between the two locations tends to be cannibalized by that by the transportation. So that's actually a positive thing for us here in, in the Midwest as that transportation kind of goes up, it kind of forces the product to stay here a little bit more, but it does mean that we tend to pay a little bit more when we need to get it from the ethanol plant to our own operation. That's definitely been an issue uh, over this last couple of years. One of the other things I think right now, just as I work with primarily cow-calf producers, is they're scrambling to find a protein and energy source. And we're fortunate in Nebraska in that we have access to distillers grains and modified or wet also is a nice product in that we can combine that with some low quality forage, uh, mix it in a wagon and and deliver a product to cows or growing cattle that really is uh, desirable and allows us to utilize some low quality feed and still get good consumption. I think that's an opportunity that producers continue to try to utilize. But I think especially this year also we see I think maybe potentially greater demand for some of that wet product than maybe we do other years just because of the low availability of hay right now. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, There are some of those benefits that you know much better than, than I do that you're able to, to combine it with other feeds that you might not have been able to utilize. 
And of course, the the common comment that is always out there is, "Well, I can't get it right. Either that that ethanol plant is already booked out all of their their production, or maybe you're competing in your local market, where maybe there's not that plentiful uh, distiller's grain supply." And I should mention that these these uh, estimates that we put out is for the Nebraska average, right? And so within a given plant or within a given area, this might change. And so, but just because there's so many different variations and combinations on, you know, these charts, you could do it for your own area. Um, and I'm happy to help you with that if you, if if a producer has an interest in that. But this is obviously for the state. And so, like in that Western Panhandle. You know that when there's fewer ethanol plants over there, that the demand for the distillers is going to be potentially a little bit higher, and and maybe producers who who would want to feed that distillers uh, are unable to get access to that um, just because of that market conditions over there or in other locations in the state. Dr. Dennis, anything else on this topic that you think would be of good perspective or of good value as producers think about just this price relationship between corn and distillers grains and Maybe some ways to think about it. Yeah, the last thing is, and I mentioned the article that uh, over the last several years, uh, myself and some other faculty in the animal science department have really tried to gather and compile all of the trial, randomized controlled trial data that we have here at the University of Nebraska and really compare the, the animal performance of feeding the different distillers. So in addition to you know, these differences in prices, we know that the animal performance will potentially change, talking daily gain, dry matter intake, feed to gain. And so uh, what we do in in the article that will be released in the next month or so is we look at what are the potential differences by the different levels of inclusion, right? Just because we, we decide to feed wet, we can feed it at generally different levels of inclusion, zero to 40% is generally where it's at. And so what we looked at, if we're going to feed a steer from, let's say, 700 pounds to, you know, 14, 1500 pounds, what is going to be the feed given the added benefit of the different types of distillers that would really minimize our total cost? And from there, we look at different price ratios of distillers to to corn and different uh, marketing environments. And really, we try to paint a really complete picture of you know, there's, there's different benefits feeding these different grains in different environments. And specifically, we, we provide a level of what is this kind of optimal level of, of inclusion for these different types of distillers grains. So we just need to make sure we're taking into account that price is one thing, but there's potentially offsetting benefits on the animal performance side for, for using distillers. I think that's an excellent point. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that data, that article, because as you well said, uh, there's some things that are we need to take into account just beyond the the one to one ratio of corn to distillers because of the benefit that we do see in rations of feeding distillers grains, and that's going to be I think a really a good piece for people to think through, especially in light of what we're looking at in feed prices. Well, thanks again for joining me today. I really appreciate the article, and we'll look forward to the next one that's coming out. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Aaron. Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article that was discussed today, The Impact of Low Stocks-to-Use Ratio and the Ukraine-Russia Conflict 
on the distillers to corn price ratio.